Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Today's guest is a model, a beauty queen, and an entertainer. I have been following her on Instagram for a while now. Actually, she was Miss Missouri, I believe, at the time when I first started following her. And we connected in South Africa. And she just finished living in the Big Brother house. So please welcome Bailey Dayton. Yes. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bailey, for being open to come on the show and to share and to inspire because you have been blessed and you're blessing others and you're just amazing. And I want everyone to know, you know, hear from from your mouth, you know, your story and what you um, have endured and how you've persevered. Absolutely. Well, I, I know that my story is actually still being written, so I I didn't get as far as gotten, but it is so far from being over. I can't even begin to tell you. Trust me, I I'll I'll be looking out for a series of the uh, the Bailey Dayton books because <laughs> <laughs> even in um, you know the the past year and a half, you know I've watched you grow so much, and like I said, when I first yeah. started following you. Um, was I correct when I said Miss Missouri? Is that right? Yes, yes. I was yes. Miss Missouri at the time, which is crazy. At the time. I felt like it was yesterday. And then now <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's been two years since I got my crown and a year since I've given it up. And so I'm just like, holy moly, like time just flies by. Like time just totally flies by. Like right after I started following you, um, we met in South Africa. We were on that expedition together. And I was like, this girl is a soldier. So you were modeling (laughs) and you literally busted your toe open and you finished (laughs) (laughs) finished shooting that. That I was like, this girl is a soldier. Okay, I'm going to love her. I'm going to love her. No, but seriously, (laughs) I'm like, I've been clumsy all my life. And it's just like, okay, you don't have a choice but to finish. And I didn't get a choice. They're like, do you want to? still shoot I'm like yeah this is what I came here for so I had to finish had to knock it out just like everything else <laughs> I, I was watching in pure awe because I believe you had on white, <laughs> white pants we were on the rocks um on the shore in Cape Town and you accidentally busted your toe like completely <laughs> open you have white pants on and you were able to finish the shoot without getting a drop yeah. of blood on yes. it and I believe I what stuck my toe in the sand because like, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> they don't need to know that is so funny. I was like, oh, you're a soldier. And then not even like two days later, because I had my book signing um, in Cape Town and, and yes. you had to leave to go on a safari in Johannesburg, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, you yes. still did all of that with the busted open toe. Well, I'm not flying across uh, halfway across the world <laughs> uh, to miss out on anything. I don't care if I would have broke my arm. It would have gotten done. Like, it just had to have, that's just my personality. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are amazing. And then since we left there, um, you were, um, uh, wh- how far did you make it um, in Miss America in the pageant? Um, I was top 10 at Miss USA, and I got, yeah. I won Miss Congeniality. So that was crazy. Um, amazing. My ten, teen actually won Miss Teen USA. So we did really good as a state uh, last year. So yeah, proud. and then as you know, I'm like I ended up in the Big Brother house an accident, and <laughs> I was a house guest and a juror, and so my, well, I'm engaged now. I fell in love. Like just everything has just been changing so quickly. It's just been like a whirlwind. I don't even know who I am at this very moment. So. Wow. Well, well, speaking of who you are, I like to start the show by asking a question because we always have all these titles that we go by, um, but to me one of the most important titles that we go by because we're called it every day is our name. Do you actually know what yes. Bailey means? Yes, actually. Um, so I'll, I'll say my, my first name and my middle name. My name is Bailey, which stems from the word bailiff, which means judge. So my parents wanted to give me a very powerful name, which is, um, I guess that kind of fits my personality. Just because <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm judgmental, but I, I'm a great judge of character and just a great judge of people around me. And I live by the motto of just spreading grace. 
So um, judges spread grace and they, they're just awesome. So I like that. <laughs> and then my middle name is Amethyst and it means precious jewel and it's a birthstone and actually purple is my favorite color. And that is the color of Amethyst. So I don't know. I think my parents did a great job of actually naming me something that I feel like I am. That is beautiful. See, and that's what I mean about our name holds like power, you know, into yeah. who we either become or who, you know, we want to be. I think that's great. And as far as purple being your favorite color, that it has been my favorite color. That's my branding color. I love everything yes. about purple. You and know, it's royal. It's a great color. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of royal, um, you know, they, they call your family the Dayton Dynasty. <laughs> Yes. So can you... And that's so funny because I created that name for my family a while back because um, I'm good at names. I don't know. That's always my thing. Words are my thing. But I, um, my mom was like, well, I want to start a company. And I was like, we should name it Dayton Dynasty. And, you know, immediately she was like Dayton Dynasty where you're treated like royalty. And we just like laughed about it, but it actually stuck. And that's the name of our company and the, the, the way that we refer to our family, just because we are royalty. And it's funny that people are like, you guys go around calling yourself royalty. Yes. Cause if yes. you don't, who's going to, and now yes. everybody recognizes us as the Dayton Dynasty when it just started out something that we called ourselves. That's, that's right. You manifested that. And yes, we are royalty. We are God's children. We are part of a kingdom. Yes. yes. I was going to yes. say, and you already know the word of God literally tells us that he, every time he chose a prophet, he named them because you speak word over yourself. You speak life over yourself. So when he named them something prophetic, he was calling them by what gift that he wanted them to use. So whatever yes. gift, you know, that you guys want to manifest in your life, you just go ahead and speak it into existence. If that's calling yourself by a different name or giving yourself a nickname, that's exactly what it is. Like, I am not ashamed of that at all. I love it. I love it. And see that, that, okay. So even just the way that you speak, um, <laughs> the, the way, the confidence in which you speak and the knowledge that you spit when you speak is what I loved about you when we met in South Africa, because, you know, that year I spent a lot of time around a lot of different models and, you know, I'm just being honest, but there wasn't that much substance. And yeah. even yeah. in the brief conversations that we had, despite anyone else's perception of you, I was like, this girl is deep. I love her. Like, Aww, you. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is, no, that's like the highest compliment because in the modeling industry, it is. It's like we're known as being hangers because mm -hmm. we're just there to sell clothes. They, you know, you're just a hanger. Don't talk. But um, I just learned so much that you know, in the industry, like, I just want to do so much more than just be a hanger. Like, I want somebody to hear what I have to say and, and realize that, like, we just have, like, an imprint on so many people. So why waste, waste a gift, waste your voice? Yes, I love that. I love that. Thanks. So I guess I, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you ended up in the Big Brother house and what it was like living in there. Yeah, okay. So um, this is hysterical because Everything that happens in my life, I feel like God, it happens to me. It doesn't, it's not something that I pursue. I think God just drops things in my life and it's like a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> Big Brother was no different. I was flight attending at the time and I just had, um, just got done with Miss USA and I got a message from just a casting person like, hey, we want to put you on a show. And it was Survivor. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't do bugs. I don't do outside. <laughs> it's a no for me. Right. And then he just kept messaging me, reaching out to me. And so I'm like, let me answer this guy, see what he's talking about. And when I finally had a phone call with him, he was like, well, I know you don't want to be survivor, but will you do a show called Big Brother? And I never heard of it. And I was just like, I don't know. I'll look into it and I'll let you know. I ended up looking into an episode. I thought it was a cute show, but I, I never called him back. Um, and then I sat down with one of my pageant um, friends and she was just like, you know what, girl, like, I just feel like there's so much more for you. Just, just open your doors to trying new things. And I'm like, well, they've been kind of reaching out to me for a show, but I'm, you know, I don't want to do reality. And so she was just like, why not? Just do everything that you can get your hands on. Just, just go for it. And so I mm -hmm. called him back and legitimately that day, he was like, you at Starbucks? I'm like, yeah. He's like, me too, girl. I, I, I don't believe in coincidences. This is meant to be. We're getting you on the show. And wow. I just laughed it off like, okay, cool. And he's like, what are you doing on Thursday? I'm like, nothing. And he's like, can we fly you to LA? And I'm like, sure. Didn't even know what I was going for. I thought I was meeting, <laughs> you know, producers. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to LA. Why not? You know, I have nothing else to do. I right. go and I'm there for a span of five days. I did not know that it was final. I didn't even know I made it to final on the show. <laughs> I just wow. literally, it's like every meeting I'm walking in the door, talking to the producers like they're old friends. And that's literally just how I treated it. I was like, well, all right, they want to talk to me again. Let me go downstairs and just say hi. 
And right. I didn't know that every time they were interviewing and getting a feel for my personality. And by the fifth day that I was there, they were like, congratulations on making it to the final round. And I'm like, holy moly, what's <laughs> what? A final round of what? And so after I leave, I get an email immediately, like you're in the top 25, just get prepared. We're gonna, you know, set things in order for you to be on the show. And I'm like telling my mom, like, mom, I don't know what I did. I'm, I'm going on a show <laughs> I apparently. Love it. I love it. And two weeks later, they were at my house and I didn't even know that when they were coming, they were gonna whiff me away. They, they gave me a key, took my phone away, and then I was in the Big Brother house. Like, it oh my so gosh. Quickly. Yeah, but God knows me because if I would have had time to think about it, I, I would have talked myself out of the opportunity. I'd have been like, no, that's not a good idea. Let me not. Let me just, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Let me focus on other things. So God knows that he just had to drop it in there and, and basically drag me into the house and everything else is history. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have no yeah. words. But, yeah. Okay. So that's crazy. So I have two questions. One, yeah. they whisked you away with no cell phone. Did you have any yeah. notice that you were not going to have your cell phone? Well, yes and no. They give you an email and they're like, be ready from this date to this date. So it's like a, a time frame. They're like, okay, from, you know, I guess June 13th to June 17th, be ready at any time. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And they didn't tell us that we had been chosen as a finalist. They just told us we made the top 25. So I was like, okay, well, they're going to come and see if they like me and yada, yada. But as soon as they filmed me getting my key, they took my phone away. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm not prepared. I didn't get to text anybody. Like, nobody knew I was going on the show except for my mom and, you know, the people that they allowed me to release the information to. So everyone was like, why didn't you tell me? I just saw you. And I'm like, I had no idea. Like, it, it was just, yeah, it was gone. So I had my phone literally separated from me for four months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Four, <laughs> right? Four months. I got goosebumps. Like, I just thought yeah. to myself, we've become so dependent on our cell phones mm-hmm. that if someone showed up at my door right now and took my cell phone away for four months, that that's a, yeah. like an, a, a whole it's season a, of no, survivor right there. Listen, like, how do you survive? You can't. Like, that's insane. You really can't. And, like, that's what makes the, sh- the show so crazy. It was like a whole alternate reality. Like, you immediately were thrown into a situation and that became your everyday reality. There was no phone to get away from it. There was no keeping up with the the Joneses or the Kardashians. It was literally just, you were in the moment. And I would not take it back for anything because that's how people used to live before we got cell phones. Like you were just in the moment. Yep. So, okay. So what was it like living in the house? Um, Treacherous. Um, (laughs) It was just weird, but it's, it's, so much of a mixture of emotions because you're with people that you don't know at first. But after the first week of 24-7, being with that, those people for, you know, all the time, you, you feel like you really genuinely know these people. So it was just getting to know new people, dealing with hobbies and habits and, you know, people that don't live the same as you. So like boys not flushing and, you know, girls mm-hmm. being weird. Like it was just weird, mm-hmm. um, but it gives you an easier way to connect. So I feel like I know everyone from the house on such a deep level, which obviously was fun. Um, and then it's just like you get in more in tune with your spirituality. You, you look and you talk to yourself and there's like intuition that you haven't heard. And I just felt like for me, like the voice of God in my head was just so much louder than it normally is. I felt like I could actually focus on, you know, the things that I needed to work on. I didn't have to have the clutter or the noise of just the outside world, but the house was surprisingly relaxing. Um, There was a lot of stress because of the game aspect and there was a lot of shady things that went on in the house, but I had kind of a complete peace while I was in the house. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything on the outside world. I just felt like this is where I'm supposed to be at this exact moment. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Like, I mean, we always talk about, you know, when you need to hear God, you need to get quiet, but you know, to be whisked away from your family and four months without a cell phone and being in a house with complete strangers. But on the flip side, that's where you met your fiance. I know. And I'm so blessed. It's like, that's the crazy part. Like I am by far like the most imperfect, you know, imperfect person that's out there. Um, and, but crazy things always happen to me. So I think everything in my life, in order for me to accept it, I need to know that it, it was God and nobody else. And mm-hmm. to take me from Missouri, plop me into a house, uh, you know, full of people that I've never heard of, you know, never met these people, never even thought of the show. And then you put Swaggy, which is Christopher from Connecticut, and you drop them in there with me. And then we're just drawn to each other. That's the most crazy thing that you could wow. possibly even think of. I, I never would have met him before. 
never even heard of Bridgeport, Connecticut. I've been to Connecticut, but <laughs> I, you know, so I'm like, what? You've been hidden from me my whole entire life. And I just really feel like he balances me. He's my other half. And I know for a fact that if it weren't for CBS and for Big Brother, I never would have gained that other half. So to me, no matter what stress I went through, it was all worth it because he was my prize. Oh, that's so, oh, I got goosebumps. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a sucker Aww, for love. So, that okay. is so you, well, I guess for those, for those um, of us, including myself, because I didn't watch the show, but I kept up with what was happening via your Instagram. So I believe your family was yeah. still posting for you. Um, yes. So that's how I became aware of, you know, um, you and Christopher getting together and all the goodness and then the post about the engagement and all that. So I guess, can you give us a synopsis of how you guys connected on the show and, and are now engaged? Oh, it's easy. Um, it's so funny because Chris is known, he's East Coast. So he has a very, very distinct personality, always talking crap to everyone. And um, in the house, people don't understand that. People take offense to little things. Like they're like, oh my God, he's so aggressive. And to me, I really just felt protective of him immediately when I met him. And you could tell he just has a heart of gold, but he came off abrasive to people. So mm -hmm. I just kept him. That was our first conversation. I'm like, yo, I don't want you to put a target on your back. I think you're a sweet guy, but I'm not trying to have people attacking you. So just tone it down. And he was so receptive. He was like, really? Like, is that how I'm coming off? Okay, let me chill. And I immediately <laughs> knew. I'm like, this dude is so dope because most people would have gotten offended. Like, what do you mean? How am I coming off aggressive? And he was just so receptive and easily like okay well great let's let's work together let's change things and that was just our, our our bond and then the very next day he did the same thing to me he's like people thought that you know you're too scary so let's just try to do this so we connect on the fact that you know and let's just be real we are black people and we understand <laughs> that sometimes people are, are intimidated by us not on purpose but that's mm -hmm. just the way that we come off to certain people mm -hmm. and so we just connected like you know what i i really see who you are i see through everything and i want to protect you and it was just vice versa so our relationship was just one of I know who you are from the very beginning and I, I like it so that was it then we clicked from there and it just hasn't we haven't looked back since I love it I oh, girl you keep talking I keep I getting know. goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> so I mean okay so today is actually exactly one year since um mm -hmm. I connected with my partner in person um, oh my god you know That's he exciting he walked into I was doing a branding for authors workshop and he walked in he was a little bit late so he walked in totally caught my attention and after the workshop we were just having conversation you know he was genuinely asking questions um, about becoming published he was sharing a bit of his story about being um, a single father raising a daughter on his own and just bits and pieces of his story and he bought you know all of my books I don't know if that was part of his plan but he was he was so sweet and we just connected from the get-go and we have been together ever since so girl i'm, I'm loving your story i'm totally loving oh, your story I'm, I'm like i appreciate you guys on instagram too so i'm just so <laughs> happy for you guys and i know how you are you know with your books and your writing and just like all of your art so i'm happy that you have someone that just just fills your passions as well yes he is he is amazing you know we mm -hmm. god has blessed you and i both girl yes yes so yeah. I was, I believe it was your Instagram story um, or your YouTube. I don't recall because now I'm following you on like all these different platforms. But um, you and uh, Christopher were talking about when you guys were in the house and that you share, um, you had a routine of sharing three compliments mm -hmm. daily. Can you, I guess, explain what that is and how that started? Yes. Okay. So Something that um, I'm not too sure if everyone has heard about it, but Chris and I, since we've left the house, we've taken our love languages quiz. So we know our different love languages, how we communicate to each other. The compliments um, in the house was his idea because now that I figured out on the outside, his love language is words of affirmation. So he likes to hear things that he's done well and he likes to be encouraged um, on, on things that he, he feels like make me happy. So mm -hmm. we share three compliments with each other so that I can just kind of give him credit for the things that he does well throughout the day because it's easy to get lost in, oh, well, what are you doing wrong? And, oh, you haven't, you know, told the person that you love and that does so much for you that you're grateful for what they do so they might go a day without feeling appreciated. So 
every day. We sit in, at the end of the night, normally when we're in bed, we give each other three compliments and it can be as simple as, you know, I, I like the way that you opened the door for me today. Or they thank you so much for, you know, carrying the groceries. It's simple things, but the words of affirmation really do his heart well and it makes mm-hmm. him smile. So it's something that I'm willing to do for our relationship in order to make sure that we are, our love tanks are full at the end of the night. So I, I'm telling you, I love it. Uh, it's hard <laughs> for me because I'm not a talker. And I know that sounds so weird to you, but I'm not a talker in my everyday life. Right. So he really is like, okay, well, you know, what's going on in your head? Like, you know, are you, are you happy? Are you satisfied? Did I do anything right today? Like, he's just so, you know, hungry to make sure that I'm like, please, it's easier it. when it's, I just open my mouth and share it with him. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, it, it. So what, what I really, um, like I said, everything you say is giving me goosebumps right now. So mm-hmm. um, my partner, after we connected, as I was helping him put um, his writing piece together, he says to me, yes. because I had created, my third book is actually a gratitude journal. And he used to watch Beautiful. me write in that every single day. And he said to me one day, have you ever thought about doing a couple's journal? And I was like, oh, no. Wow. I was like, no. So he says, well, maybe you should. And I said, well, mm, I never really thought about it. And he's like, well, I'll help mm-hmm. you. So from the time that we met in October until January, um, in that short amount of time, the, the amount of things that we were able to produce in that amount of time. Wow. Um, and our, our love language is, I checked it. So both of us, it's physical touch and quality time. And it's wow. roughly equal for the both of us. That's crazy. Right? So he yeah. had helped me to create a couple's journal in time for Valentine's Day. So I'm actually going to mm-hmm. send you a copy because I think it'll... Please. you guys will love it it's so yes. in the morning you guys write down the three things that you're grateful for for the day and then two things about your partner that you're grateful for and then mm-hmm. in the evening you write down what you admired most about your partner for the day and mm-hmm. um you check off if you were able to have you know 60 seconds of kissing 60 sec- 60 seconds of words of appreciation Aww. and a thoughtful unexpected action That's so you know, on top of you two using the journal together, it's got weekly um, exercises for you to do so you can remind each other, um, you know, what quality do you admire most about your partner? Where did you first meet? What was your first kiss like? Stuff like that. So you can see from both perspectives. Yeah, it's, you know, we use ours together every single day. So I I get excited reading reading what he writes. So um I think, I, I'm, I don't know, I think maybe Christopher might enjoy this journal a little bit more oh, than you. he's going to be upset. <laughs> no, like, like, he's going to be upset. He's going to be like, babe, did you write in your journal today? What did you think? Like, he's oh, going to be it. like, this. <laughs> Aww, no, that's beautiful. And it's, like, necessary because you don't even think about those kind of things. Especially exactly. me, it's not in my nature. But it's, like, that's that's beautiful. Girl, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of relationships, people, um, because, you know, life gets busy and you're kind of, you're you mean even if you're living under the same roof you're kind of living two separate lives especially if you've got two different careers and stuff like that so you forget and this keeps you literally both on the same page yes and it's like it's like just beautiful because i get my needs i like minor active service so yeah surprise me with something do something for yes, me and then i can just write it down so that you can see it like that is a a beautiful thing no matter what love language you have it can all be accomplished look at you yes, girl. that's beautiful <laughs> oh don't worry I'll send you guys a copy so I love that my my next question for you um Mm -hmm. because I know that you're a faith-based person and I got that from you when we first connected and because you've experienced so many trials and triumphs how has your Mm -hmm. faith played a role in it all you know it's so funny because um number one I thank God every day that I had a great foundation laid for me because for me, I don't have peace unless I'm literally in God. And mm-hmm. it's my it's my base. So no matter how far off track I ever get, I know that if I ever want to center and I need peace, I know exactly where to go to. Mm-hmm. So for me, that that's just something that I'm so grateful for. Um, and then also, it's because I was raised by my parents that have such great faith faith but they've been through things it's been easy for me to balance things when I when things go left so 
life is not going to be perfect. And I think what people of faith fail to realize is that they're like, oh, well, you know, I pray to God and, you know, like I'm worshiping and I'm doing all this, but like things still happen. Things are Mm -hmm. going to happen. And your faith is just a tool that you use to keep, you know, you at peace and keep, keep your, your mind and your, your brain just sane. Mm -hmm. So I use mine as a tool. And then when I go through things, I use those things as just a, a way to bless God and, and to pull it all back because I've been through things in my life. And it's so funny because people think they look at me and they're like, Oh, she hasn't been through anything. But I, I know for a fact that like, I, I'm a woman that's been sexually assaulted. I've been, you know, through, through very terrible relationships with, with guys. I was engaged before actually. And he ended up having a problem with drugs and women. And just, there were so many things that, wow. that would have broken me apart if I did not have my faith. And instead of, you know, allowing things to just destroy me and going in an opposite way. I, I took those, those hints to, okay, I need to pray. Okay. I need to dig deeper. Okay. I need to ask God for solutions. And that's what brings me through because God has all of the blueprints for you. You just have to go and seek him first in order to receive them. But a lot of people, they run from everything as soon as it gets hard. Mm -hmm. So my faith and my foundation and my faith has just taught me that, Hey, you have a cheat code to the game. And that's all that is. Doesn't mean that you don't have to play the game. Doesn't mean that you're going to be sitting on the sidelines. We want to play. We want to live our life. But we have a cheat code the whole time. And we know that no matter what happens to us or how it happens to us, we know who we are and where we come from. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to kind of look at things and shake them off and laugh it off and not let things destroy you. So I'm, I'm just grateful for my faith because I know that no matter what comes at me next or what I've been through, I'm still and always going to be just a child of God, period. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I love that because yeah. there's so many people that, you know, once they come up to an obstacle or something goes wrong in their life, they, they want to throw in the towel. Like that's it. They, and they're mm-hmm. living in that moment every single day, yeah. replaying it over and over again until they become yeah. depressed. And then they're fearful of everything in life. They're afraid to take a step yeah. forward or to take an opportunity mm-hmm. or to do anything. But like if, if faith, and fear are both beliefs in the unknown why not choose the better one like why not choose the one that has more opportunity you know absolutely and you're giving me like chills because in in the bible it literally says that god did not give us a spirit of fear but of love kindness and a sound mind Mm -hmm. my whole thing is i will choose that every single time over being fearful of something and i don't want to live in offense you know if somebody offended me or if you know i fell and got hurt and I just want to be mad at the ground because I, I tripped on the ground forever. That's not hurting me. I mean, that's not hurting the ground. It's hurting me. Hurting like, that's I'm right. still going to have to walk. You know, you still got to get around. You got to use the ground for everything. So that's right. it's just more or less people like stop projecting outwards and looking on inwards. Like mm-hmm. don't look at everybody around you. Like they're the ones who made your life terrible. It, it's you. You have to deal with that. So, exactly. Uh, where where we are right now in life has, is based on every decision we've ever made in the past. So, you know, oftentimes people will see you, you know, being blessed and living, you know, in your glory. And then if they want to hate on you, but they have no reason to hate on you because if they were doing and making the correct decisions, that they would be in a better place than they are in. You know, we should all be celebrating each other, right? Yep. 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 Absolutely. And and envy is just for what? Just what, you know, if you want to do something, change change your environment, change change what you need to do. Because nothing I do to me is out of the normal. I'm just living my life and people living might look your at, best life. You know, yeah, living my best life. And people might look at me or look at you and be like, well what who do they think they are? Um mm-hmm. I don't um I don't think anything. I'm just mm-hmm. just living. You know, That's so right. I really just want to encourage, you know, people just just to know that like as soon as you let go of judgment, there is none. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. You let go of judging people and you don't think that people are out here worried about you. Ninety nine percent of the time they're worried about themselves. So stop judging people and they'll stop feeling the judgment of other people so heavily on your life. Yeah, I agree. We, we attract what we focus on. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I've learned to not focus on the negativity and not focus on those that are hating or, you know, upset or not supporting. And when you focus on the blessings that are in front of you, like those blessings multiply, like look how far we've both come in a year and a half, girl. No, but seriously, (laughs) and it's, it's crazy because every time we say, this is just the beginning. I know for a fact with you, it's like you've accomplished so much. You're a mother of three and you, you know, you have your babies and I see everything that you've done in life. But every time I I talk to you or I look at the things that you've done, it's just the beginning. It's not Mm -hmm. even close to the end. It's just an edge. It's just a threshold. So Mm -hmm. I'm just laughing because I'm like, I'm 25 
and I'm Girl. just now starting. Girl, I'm telling what? What? Like, I'm not even close to just touching, you know, like my potential. So I'm just so excited that I keep finding new things to be innovative about and new things to be excited about. I'm excited for you. So I, oh I know that, you know, in the industry that you're in, there's a lot that you have to endure. So what yeah. have you had to endure as a, a, a black woman in the industry of both the beauty world that can seem, you know, superficial, um, and from the entertainment world where people either love you or hate you without even knowing who you are? Um, okay, so that's easy. I can like talk about that forever. Um, let's just jump right into the fact that both the, the beauty and the entertainment industry are um, the same when it comes to progress. So you know that Obviously, there's a lot of things that happen in the U.S. and around the world when it comes to accepting different cultures. But specifically in the U.S., they do not know what to do with African-American talent. And that's not a dig at them. That is an actual fact. When I was growing up modeling, I've been modeling since I was five. And I started professional runway when I was 14. And I literally had my agent say, I think you're a beautiful girl. But the industry and I do not know what to do with black talent. So if you would just let me experiment on you. Wow. that was my only option. It was either a be experimented on and then trying to figure out what they can do with me or if they can even book me or not be a model at all. And for me, I chose not to be offended by that. I just chose to take that as motivation. Like, no, they don't know what they're going to do with me yet, but I'll show them. Mm, um, yes. And it's the same with Miss Missouri. I was the very first African-American Miss Missouri. And I knew for a fact that they had never had a black Miss Missouri. I asked them why. And they said, we don't really know. Um, it's not that we're racist or anything. We just have never had one. And I said, great, great opportunity for me to show them what it's like and the answer is as we all know it's no different than having anybody else of a different color it's just them finally opening their eyes to see that we're all the same so that's kind of what my goal is I don't think like oh because I'm black I'm different no 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 no. I think I'm exactly the same I think that it's an internal feeling it's a spirit it's a I want them to feel the essence of who I am and then they can recognize my beauty which gives me some people would say disadvantage but to me it's not it just gives me more of a creative way to go about things. And I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm still not done. I know the entertainment industry, I want to go into acting and I want to go into hosting. And there's still very few people of color that you can just call out of your mouth and say, okay, this person, this person is that person is in the industry um, because they don't leave room for very many. Mm. Um, but I do believe that that is shifting. I already know for a fact that over the last few years, you've seen the ads on TV go from having no people of color to having mixed people, to have Asian people, to have black people, to have all-inclusive, you know, have all-inclusive nature. So if yes. any time to do it, it's now. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. But I will say that growing up in the industry, being a, a African-American female has not been an easy. It's been very right. difficult. I've been stereotyped all the time. But I just choose not to let it get me down. I love that. And, you know, you said something about your disadvantage. Um, there's a female uh, musician. She's a, an R&B singer from here in Toronto. And mm-hmm. she was speaking at an event and she said that your disadvantage is your advantage. And yes. when she said that, I thought about a lot of the rooms that I end up being in. And most times, if I am not the only black female, then I am the only black person in the yes. room. Um, even this year, um, running in our provincial election, running for office, like that, that was an opportunity that came to me. And we made history this year with the most amount of black candidates wow, running for amazing. office at the same time. And then yeah. that spilled over to our municipal election where they had there's two females that I, I'm connected to that they broke records as the first black women to you know, be leaders in, in their area. So, wow. you know, like you said, the time is now to break these records it, and to show is. that we belong just as much as anybody else. And we do. And it's two, here's the thing. It's 2018. And it's so funny because the fact that these, these things, these hurdles are still being hot, you know, in mm-hmm. 2018. But it's like if somebody, you know, somebody's going to do it. So it might, might as well be us. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's beautiful. I love so, it. So, you know, what, what have you learned about? coping with loss and misconduct? Um, I would definitely say um, that for me, and this is just my journey, because I am a, a person that internalizes, internalizes everything. Um, and the first thing that I want to do when I experience loss 
um, and I've experienced obviously misconduct conduct was blame myself. It was a lot of internalizing, internalizing, internalizing. What could I have done differently? How how could I have let this happen, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing I've learned over the years is you have to stop blaming yourself for the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. once you forgive yourself once, you have to allow that to be the final verdict, and you can't continue to punish yourself over and over for something that happened once. That's good. Um, also, you cannot blame yourself for other people's actions, and that's something that I have, have had to learn so much. When people treat you wrong, a lot of people want to be like, well, what did I do? Nothing. That's their battle. That's their struggle. And that's what they're going through. And you have mm-hmm. to completely separate yourself from that thing. And for me, since I've gone through, you know, sexual assault training, when we are meeting women at the hospitals or we're, we're going somewhere where somebody's been sexually assaulted for the first time, the first thing that we're supposed to say to them is that I'm so sorry this happened to you. Mm-hmm. Not that they did anything wrong. We, we, we want them to know that this is not something that you could have controlled. It was out of your control. Right. And that's the same for me, obviously. And I'll, I'll share this very openly because I'm such an open person. Um, I, I experienced the miscarriage when I was in the Big Brother house. And that was wow. something that for a long time, uh, well, it hasn't been that long, but for a long time, I was just thinking like, okay, what, what happened? What could I have done? Did I do something wrong? Is my body not working? Blah, blah, blah. And I went through so many scenarios in my head of, of oh my gosh, like, what did I do wrong? And mm-hmm. then I luckily had a woman in the house. Um, her name was Angela Rockstar. She had experienced miscarriages before, and she just broke it down to me. She said, normally when you experience something like that in your life, it's because something was not right and something right. did not need to stick. So it was, it's your body releasing yourself from that. And I was just like, wow, that's so crazy that you would say that because you automatically want to blame your body instead of thanking your body for releasing things that don't need to be in your life. And right. it's not necessarily the child that didn't need to be in my life, but it was maybe the pregnancy would have done more damage to my body than good. Maybe mm-hmm. the timing wasn't right in my life. And maybe maybe it was a lesson that I need to learn. Or in my head, maybe this was the event that needed to tie me to my husband to make sure that I knew that he was the one for me. And then we, right. can, move on and we can build our life together. So I just try to look at things from just a positive perspective instead of being so dragged down by all the things that you could perceive as negative or you could perceive as attack from your life. It's never an attack. It's always a lesson. Well, I, I, I love your perspective. Um, I definitely share that same perspective. I, um, just before I had my, my third child, which is my, my only son, I had yeah. a miscarriage going into my second yeah. trimester of the pregnancy. And at the time that was so hard for me to deal with. And I didn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't as open then as I am now. So I, it was basically between me and my husband at the time, like, Nobody else knew what happened. I was at work when the miscarriage started and I left and I went home and nobody knew, you know, what was happening. My family didn't even know. And I, I believe the first time my family was even aware that I had a miscarriage is when I wrote my first book because I talk about it in the book. Wow. But, you know, but that, like, that just gave me chills. And I'm like just jumping in because you and I have very similar personalities and very like similar demeanors. I'm so private. With, mm-hmm. with certain things that are close to me. Um, but as you see, this experience, I didn't get a choice to be private. And I think right. that was God just yanking me out of my comfort zone and listening to you and hearing, you know, you went through that with just your husband. It's such a heavy burden to, to carry. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that if I wouldn't have had to go through that alone or um, feeling like I couldn't be open about it, it would have torn me up inside. So the fact that you even experienced that and you had the strength later to come out and share it and do your healing, no matter how much later it was, that Mm -hmm. was, that's the important part. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. That's that's crazy. I'm like, wow. (laughs) So how do you, how do you keep, how do you keep motivated? How do you stay motivated to keep going? Because like you said, we have similar personalities and we focus Mm -hmm. on the positive, but obviously we're not 110% on all the time. Oh, right, right. I'm just tired. <laughs> it's so funny. People are like, how do you get things done? Um, I will say before I met Christopher, I was self-motivated just because, I'm not going to lie, one, I just I felt like I had so much to prove. Like there were so many things where I'm like, people just don't know. They just don't know. I just want to prove. I just want to prove. Um, but after a while, it gets exhausting to prove things to other people. And then you just have to focus on yourself. So I would literally pray for motivation. I'm like, okay, God, you know, give me the motivation to get the things done for you. What what would you have me do today? And then allow God to kind of, you know, move my actions and, and, and order my footsteps. Because at the end of the day, if it's not 
for God and, you know, you're not doing something for a purpose, it's really just useless. Yeah. Um, and then now I am so blessed because Christopher's worth ethic is way better than mine. I can't, like, I'm, <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, who are you? He was up till eight, 9 a.m. this morning uh, editing a video. I'm like, you're so weird. <laughs> and then as soon as he gets up, it's like noon. He's already, like, he's already at the gym. And I'm like, okay, sending me videos. And um, he sent me a video from Kobe Bryant just saying, babe, you need to outwork everybody in the gym, you know, and like metaphorically for life. And he's just like, babe, let's just, you know, you just got to go. You only have 24 hours in a day. Let's just outwork everyone. And so he keeps me motivated and it, he puts a new refreshment on my life. I just laugh because I was just like, this guy just wants to take over the world. <laughs> And I'm like, um, I don't have a choice but to go. So, yeah, I, love so cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. My my partner's the same where I'm I've always been self-motivated, but he just like pushes me beyond yeah. any boundaries I ever had for myself. And on the days, even when I'm being hard on myself about what I have accomplished and looking at it like, mm, that's nothing. He's like, actually, did you just realize what you just did? Like ah, uh, they're so amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah no but that's like deja vu that is so me i'm like it's not a big deal it's not a big deal and he's like are you kidding me like you're what people don't do what you've done in your lifetime and i know yeah. for a fact but our personality we're the types of people that are just like you know it's okay great that's great but it's not enough and we just have to stop and my mom always says stop and smell the roses but mm-hmm. stop and say to ourselves like okay mckinney okay bailey good job i'm so yeah. happy you know that you accomplished something that you've been working so hard to get instead of immediately setting our eyes on the next prize yes. you know so I, it's a blessing to have both partners that say stop and say okay hey guess what you you know you just killed the book tour that's yeah. amazing people yeah. have, are writing for are writing books and they, they can't even get publishers to look at them or if he says to me like bailey you know your goal was to hit this measurement you know in modeling you you have a meeting with one of your favorite agencies next week which that's like a big deal you know to everybody else and i'm like well i'm not signed yet you know so yeah, it's yeah. just the perspective of somebody saying no but you're in the room yes you know yes how yes. many people have been dying to get in the room and you're in the room you know, yes. so it's just, it's just, uh, it just gives me chills because I'm like, no, I'm not on the stage yet, but I'm, in, but I'm in the room. I'm, I'm a yeah. guest at the table. So, yeah. Just like more, you said, they I'm help grateful. keep, they, they help keep, you know, th- put things in perspective and remind us um, to celebrate the small wins. I think because you yeah. and I are so driven on our own, you know, it's on to the next accomplishment. You know, we're, we're trying to master ourselves so much that we forget to appreciate where we are right now in this moment that many people are dying for, you know, the opportunities that we have. And like you said, they can't yeah. even get in the room. You know, w- yeah. when I was running in the election, I was being so hard on myself for not being able to do certain things. And he's like, babe, but you're at the table. You were sitting at the table with every CEO and trustee and all these things. Like people are dying to even get a phone call or for them to reply to an email. You're sitting at the table. Jesus. Which is like, like that blows my mind. And it's so funny. It's it's so easy for me to see that in reflection, you know, on your life. I'm looking at your life like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then whenever I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I didn't do anything, you know? So (laughs) it's just so good that you're putting that into perspective. Because I look at your life and I'm like, are you, how dare you say that you haven't done anything? (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just crazy, you know, Uh like. I, I am definitely my, my biggest critic. I trust me. Yeah. I have days where he is like, what is wrong with you? You are like the greatest <laughs> woman alive. You do this, you do this, you do this. And yeah. you're, woman, you don't see it. Mom. Yeah. 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 But anyway, but thank I, God I for that. that, that yep. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like, that's a blessing from God too. Because, you know, if I saw it, girl, I would be not somebody to be fun to be around. I would think, you know, thank God. I, listen. Uh, who, do you know who you're talking to? So I'm very happy that I can't see whatever everybody else sees because it allows me to continue to keep going and be humble enough, you know, yes. to, you know, just, just to look around and be grateful. I, I think that's the key word there. It allows us to stay humble. I think that mm-hmm. if, if we actually, well, I, I don't even want to say when, because at some point we really should acknowledge, you know, the greatness that we do do. But I, I think that the reason why, we don't focus on the wins as much as we should is it keeps us humble. It keeps us from growing an ego and it keeps us, it keeps us grounded. You know, we're the struggles that come and everything that we have, that is God showing us like, okay, so now you can appreciate this win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You will never be complacent. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Okay. So before we go to the final segment of the show, tell people where they mm-hmm. can find you. 
Oh, I'm everywhere, guys. Okay. So <laughs> number one is my Instagram is Bayday. It's B-A-Y-Y-D-A-Y-Y. And I have a YouTube channel. It's pretty amazing. It's called Bailey Daily. And it's spelled B-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H-D-A-I-L-Y. And then also for the guys, the, the people who are couples and they love couples things, my fiance and I have a YouTube channel called Swayly Gang. And it's literally S-W-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H-G-A-N-G. Y'all should I love come it. and really, really, really follow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guys need to follow them. Um, you know, I love all things couples. So um, I'm watching hard. Everyone keeps telling us we need to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, I'm no, still trying to get comfortable in front of a camera. Like, just give me a minute. Oh, <laughs> but it's, so I'm telling you, I'm like, I like love the finished product. After you do a YouTube video, you're like laughing because it's so authentic and you're more focused about what you're doing than how you look and how your hair, you know, you just get True. so over that and you should yeah. share those experiences. But it's a full-time job. So if you're not ready for that, <laughs> I just have to warn you, like YouTubing is so hard. I, I, you know what? So we have done, um, yeah, he's pulled me out of my comfort zone. So we've done a couple of um, Instagram live videos together. Mm-hmm. And the first one we did together was because women kept messaging me saying, oh my God, how did you guys meet? So we did an Insta live telling the story of how we met and I posted it on my Facebook and I get so many messages and every time we leave the house, we bump into people saying, oh my God, I love that video. You guys need to do regular videos. So I don't yeah. know. I'll, yeah. I'll continue to use IG Live to kind of, you know, dip my toe in the water. But, and... No, we're gonna we're gonna force <laughs> you to do a YouTube video, and it's gonna be so funny because it's gonna be something to you that you think nothing of, but people are gonna just love it, you know? Because our everyday life, we think nothing of it, and people are like, "Oh my God, that would be so fun! That would be so funny!" <laughs> and it's just you opening your doors to show, you know, what what's normal for you. So nope, right. you're doing it. I've already called it. We're, forced, we're, we're speaking into existence. It's done. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bailey says so. So, <laughs> so it's no uh, surprise that my favorite type of shoe was the stiletto. My entire yeah. brand and books and everything is based on, you know, walking in stilettos. So Absolutely. I was reading a blog and I've incorporated it into all of my shows. There's an article that talks about uh, what your favorite type of shoe says about your personality. So whether that's a flip-flop, a running shoe, a boot, like, you know, a flat, like, so what is Bailey's favorite type of shoe? The Bailey's favorite type of shoe. This is so funny because you're going to be like, are you kidding me? But it's a tennis shoe. I am. <laughs> I am that, literally that girl that like my mom every day, she's like, are you about to go to the gym? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why do you look like you're about to work out? Because that is where I feel most comfortable is in a tennis shoe. Okay, so they say that running shoe fans are goal-oriented people, so that makes sense. Yeah, they that's it, girl. I'm always on the run, and <laughs> I am, I'm I'm telling you, like now especially because I have things to do, I need to be in the gym more than ever. So tennis shoes on my feet, just a, as a reminder. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. So the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her stilettos, but for today, we're going to call it a walk in her tennis shoe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you, you know, you share general inspiration from your walk. So I'll just okay. shoot you a couple of general questions and you okay. say whatever comes to mind. Okay. So uh, first question, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? I would have, this is so funny because this is just random. I would have a billboard of me sitting and doing um, some kind of meditation and the words would say, just breathe. And then Mm -hmm. it would be a reminder of everyone to just take a moment and just breathe throughout their day. That would be my billboard. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Easy. Okay. It's called a return to love. And, um, I don't, I forgot the author's name, but it's a very famous book, easily Googleable, but it is about um, returning to love from fear. It's deciding not to be fearful in your life and just making sure that everything you do is out of love and out of a good place. And it basically manifests love in your life. Just, just change the way that you view things. Don't fear anything. Just always, always send love in everything that you do. And then it'll be returned to you a hundredfold. 
So, ladies, if you're listening, go and Google that book, Return to yes. Love, because a, all of you keep inboxing me on uh, Instagram asking how I manifested such a great man. Go and read that book, okay? <laughs> yes. No, but seriously, that, that was the last book I read before I went into the Big Brother house, and y'all know I came out Look with the that. Day, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what failure has taught you the most about life? Um. You know, I would probably have to say, um, and this is so funny, it's modeling. And most people would, would find me so successful at modeling because I've done it for so long. But in modeling, you're constantly um, faced with failure. You might not get casted for something. You might get told a no a trillion times before you get a yes. Um, mm-hmm. But that's been my biggest lesson. There is never going to be a door that you don't have to knock on. If it's wide open and you can walk through it, that's great. You won't even notice that it was a threshold that you had to go over. But the doors that you want to get into always require a knock. So continue Mm -hmm. to be consistent about knocking on those doors. And then guess what? Either they'll get tired of you knocking and they'll answer or the door will open, period. I love that. Either way, you'll get into into the next space. So just continually knocking. And who cares if, if they don't think you're right for one thing? Somebody else might think that you're great for the next. That's right. That's right. I love that. Okay. Um, and last question, which one am I going to pick? Mm. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. That could be money, time, energy. Um, I'm going to say uh, investing into, into myself. Self-love is the number one investment that I could ever make. Uh, I for love that. such a long time, um, I just hated myself. It wasn't, it wasn't like, me being like, oh, I just hate myself, but I was picking myself apart. Nothing was ever good enough. Just pick, 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 daily, daily, daily. You're terrible at this, this, that. And then you start believing that. And I had, I had to relearn who I was. I had to say, okay, no, you're light, you're peace, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're love. And I just taught myself that, okay, I'm taking 20 minutes to meditate for me because I'm going to be a better Bailey throughout the day. And y'all will thank me later. But if y'all going to be mad that I'm gone for 20 minutes, that's on you. Mm-hmm. So you just have to invest into yourself. And then you can be so much more productive and just spread so much more love and light that way. But if you don't give to yourself, you don't pour into yourself, you'll have nothing to pour out. That's right. You can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. I, I, I love that, you know, you, you chose self-love and investing in yourself because as a coach, a lot of the women that I do discovery calls with, um, they sometimes don't understand the investment in self that personal development is. And that's an investment of both time and money into yourself in order to be a better person and to um, attract better relationships and have better business partnerships. And the more that you invest in yourself, and I'm not talking about ego, I'm talking about, you Mm -hmm. know, taking care of who you are and learning and, and, and the personal development, the better all other areas of your life will be, I promise you. So I love that. I love that. I second, I second the promise. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Bailey, I want to thank you for being such an amazing woman. And like you said, you were in like, you're just beginning because girl, I, sometimes I forget, like, technically you're like a baby. You're still in your twenties. I'm like 38 years old <laughs> thinking like, you know, so thank you for continuing to inspire and continue doing what you're doing so we can continue watching. Um, just one more time quickly, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Find me on Instagram at Bayday, B-A-Y-Y-D-A-Y-Y, and YouTube at Bailey Daily and Slayly Gang. Thank you. I want to thank all of you for listening and taking the time to join us. We appreciate you. Until next time, download the Awaka My Stiletto app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakamystilettos.com. Don't forget to leave us a review, share with a friend, subscribe, and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.